alive, dude! Welcome to the Power Hour at Smooth Damn Dude Podcast Radios. Welcome, everybody. This is the Damn Dude Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 90. And I had to put the sexy time voice on for you guys because I got kind of sick and I lost my voice all at the same time. So now I sound like, yes, good morning, ladies. (laughs) On today's commute. We've got a forecast of guns and more guns. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I feel quite a bit better today. This whole weekend I was pretty jacked up. Um, it was quite difficult. <laughs> but um, physically I feel better, which is good. So I realized... This is, I didn't fully intro the show. This is the Damn Do Podcast, where we have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. The show exists to help share and create as many different perspectives and contexts as possible. Because I truly believe that the more access we have to different contexts and perspectives in life, the easier life is to navigate and the funner it is to navigate and kind of it allows us to put emotional intelligence into play much easier when you can actually visualize instances or see it in somebody else's story and you hear the tools that they've used to work through it yeah dig so i'm your host california cal one of the cool californians left in the state there's a good handful of us left here but uh yeah this state is a bit wacky now but um yeah <laughs> it is what it is san diego's fucking home i fucking love san diego to always be home and you know i'm nobody special i just have my own unique view on shit and yeah that's it so <laughs> and like we're really here to help educate entertain and make an impact on all the different perspectives and contexts we can have yeah i mean so dude couple of things should we hit on the more sad stuff first yeah let's do that and then we'll get into the more uh kind of happier stuff after so it's a trip dude this weekend got pretty sick me and my son were sick we we're just fucking laid out for the most part like it was weird it's more just kind of like a sore throat coffee sneezy sort of thing um Rather than like fully feeling all like, but at the same time, a little like that. So we just rested, stayed in this whole weekend, um, you know, kept everything to a minimum. And when I stay inside for too long, I definitely start feeling sad. And I go through waves of feeling sadness and depression and stuff like that. So just being inside for so long, even though I'm having some of my fun and this having son with my fun, having fun with my son and the dog. And we're just fucking around and, you know, like just playing around the house is like, we live in a tiny place. So it's like, there's only so much you can do in here. You know, we went on a little walk here and there. And, um, I feel like I've just been stressing so much when I don't really need to over this past couple of weeks. I don't know exactly what or why 
I've been stressing out. Well, fuck, I guess I do know. Because, like, I haven't been, uh, like, or I've been, oh, sorry. I've been worrying about the sea, like, the winter coming up. The, the, the weather changed pretty dramatically here in San Diego. And it has me, like, freaking out because I'm like, fuck, like, this is, I don't know what to do in this hat. You know, it's like, I start freaking out and it's like, shit needs to get paid for and this and that. So it's like, I it just like, I don't know what to do, you know? Um, so it kind of makes me freak out sometimes. But uh, the thing is, is like, all right, I've been stressing so much and I haven't been eating the most healthy either. I have on and off. I haven't been too bad, but um, that in combination with the stressing about stuff, it just has me in such a fucking fluster, dude. I'm like worrying about so much stuff. I don't need to be like, I'm trying not to project that out, but like it's hard at times. You know what I mean? And it's like, I keep going through waves of like crazy inspiration. I've, I've written out like maybe six kids books now they're pretty good too honestly like i was reading them to my son and he was just like well he was like yeah like again again i'm like whoa okay like these are pretty good like i'm surprised you know i mean like i am and i'm not but um so i've been kind of working to draw it out but i don't want this just to be another like half finished project you know i want this to be a real thing where i can actually create it and start getting it out there and you know get this get the get all these books to these kids and these families be able to turn some profit off of it hopefully that'd be pretty cool um at the same time as like raising awareness for water safety in each book there's like hidden little messages of like water safety things or like um you know little things on like to respect to have respect or this or that and it's like it kind of tosses it in excuse me in a fun way where it's like we clean up, we pick up all the trash at the beach and in the desert and, you know, different stuff like that. Like, I don't want to give everything away yet, but different things where you can really, um, like, implant goodness into kids from a young age. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that these will do a lot of good for a lot of people. So I'm like, fuck. So on top of all that... I'm getting all the, I'm getting a bunch of back and forth with my kiddo's mama. And I'm just like, fuck dude. Like it bums me out because I feel like most of the time when there's a disagreement, it's like, she's, I, I, how I feel is like, she's taking whatever I'm saying or doing and, and interpreting it the way that it's not meant to be interpreted. It's like, if I go and do something with intention and then she thinks that it's something else. And I'm like, fuck, dude, like, I'm really trying to do good. I'm really trying to, like, work with you and do this and that. And it's like, but then I have, there's trouble because it's like the communication just does not work. And it's like, I can say this or that or whatever. And it's like, it's, I don't know. She's like the one person I don't know how to communicate with. I have not figured out how to do it all the way like I'm getting better but I don't know how to all the way like there's just stuff she says that just pokes in certain ways or just will say certain things and I'm like dude like I get what you're trying to say but you can't use that word to describe that set of actions because that doesn't that's improper you know what I mean like if you use certain words to describe 
things that's like you kind of got to be and this is my point of view is like you kind of got to be mindful of how you're saying things it's like you can get people in trouble by describing things in, inaccurately and it's like that's not fair to the other person and i'm like dude like there's things that i get what you're getting at and trying to say but that is not the word that would describe what you're describing you know what i mean so i'm like fuck this is frustrating so when there's like it's like there will be things like i don't know this is just how i'm seeing it i don't know what's right or wrong or whatever but i'm like I, like how, what I feel is happening is like there, of, we would have arguments in the relationship and it's nothing crazy. Like nobody's punching each other. There's no threats made. There's no, it's never, it's nothing like that. It's just like maybe some yelling at times. And I'm like that. And, and then it's like, Oh, that was domestic abuse. And it's like, that's what do you know? It's not, you know what I mean? And then it's like, I'm like, this is not, that's not accurate. You know what I mean? I get if you feel victimized, you feel like because I raised my voice, you you feel abused or something like, or it triggers when you some sort of abuse or something. I don't know, but it's like if that's your reality, you feel that that same argument I was in with you. Also, I'm not claiming any of these things, so it's like, you know what I mean? It's a really interesting back and forth, and it's like when you try and understand from somebody else's world, it's like okay, I get where you're coming from and I get why you view things the way you view things. And it's like, this is why I'm also very specifically trying to use specific words with very with a lot of mindfulness, but then like it still doesn't work out for me. And that's where I, I get frustrated and it just stops working for me on my end is like, how do we discuss the matter at hand if I feel you're labeling what we're talking about inappropriately? And even when I let that go, anything we talk about it's like oh that's being you're being manipulative now and i'm like i don't i'm not being manipulative i'm trying to find an entry point into the conversation you know and it's like she's gonna have her point of view too i'm not saying i'm right or wrong or whatever it's like it's just a matter of like dude like communication is not working plain and simple so no matter whose point of view is what at the end of the day there just has to be some sort of inner peace with like the most I can do is is be mindful of how I communicate and what I'm communicating about obviously step one step two is to like take responsibility for how I feel and I think a lot of times especially dudes we don't take the time to feel shitty and that was something that I did yesterday is like dude yesterday I was going through it it felt like one of the worst days I've had in a really really long time like even today I feel like I got my ass kicked like it was just a mental fucking beat down. And I'm like, okay, it's like, no matter how much respect I can come with, it's not, you're interpreting it as something else. You're interpret. it's like, it, when you come and, and the other party's interpreting everything you're doing and saying as disrespect, like, what are you to do? You know what I mean? It's like, you can apologize. And if you apologize and it's, you're apologizing just for the sake of apologizing, then it's fake. Or if you really are apologizing, then it's like, oh, that's fake, or you don't mean it, or you're just trying to do this or that. And it's like, I feel like when you have no entry point to a conversation, like, what do you do? You have no, like, getting past a certain barrier of misunderstanding. What do you do? You know what I mean? 
So it's like, well, old me would get frustrated and yell. But now I'm like, okay, I understand that's not, sometimes that's appropriate, but not all the time, rarely, right? Like, it's not very often we need to actually really like yell at anybody. You know what I'm saying? If ever, like it's rare. Um, well, not if ever, but it is, it's more rare. But at the same time, like, dude, if we don't take the time to go and dig through the roots of why our stress is what it is and like why we're stressing ourselves the fuck out and why things aren't working and like if we especially if we don't take responsibility on our end you know what i'm saying i could very easily take a hundred examples and point out why i'm correct and she's incorrect but that doesn't like, what does that do? You know what I mean? That's not taking responsibility for it. Yeah, look at, I'm right. I'm the, I was the one communicating correctly. Look at all these examples that I have, right? But what does that do? It doesn't do anything. So the most that, that I could do is take responsibility for everything that's not fucking working and just accept that, fuck, this is not working. Okay, what next, right? So I think that's part of like, growing up and manning up and just like being a powerful and responsible person and having karma like work good and work in your favor work in our favor is to be able to really like understand why the other person feels the way they do and even if you can't get that through to them to still maintain that understanding even if you can't communicate it to them or they're not willing or open to accepting it or they don't or the words aren't describing or whatever right to have that in your heart and try and try and never let that go even though like dude it's like there's times where I'm so upset that I'm experiencing the feeling of hatred like deep inside of me and I'm like oh this makes me so mad that like everything I'm saying is being misinterpreted or taken the wrong way or taken as something that it's not And that's so hurtful to me that it like just makes me feel the feeling of hatred. And I'm like, I do not want to feel this feeling, dude. Like this isn't a good feeling. This isn't something that I enjoy. So I'm going to set it aside because it's like, yes, it's just a feeling. The same thing as feeling happy, sad, whatever. They all come and go. And like to be able to be responsible with all of them, I think is key. You know what I mean? Like getting overly excited, like celebrating your month for a birthday, your birthday for a month, like all these things, they don't really make sense. Like you're going way overboard. When you celebrate for too long, you're just kind of like, that's a sign that you're gonna, that you don't, that you're not a present person. If you celebrate for too long, you're likely not an incredibly present person. And I say that, I mean, that could very easily not be true, but this is just my observation. Because, and I say that because if your birthday means that much, it's because your whole year sucked and you looked forward to it the whole time. That's the only thing you're looking forward to. And then once your birthday happens and after your birthday happens, you reflect back on your birthday that whole time. And then you look forward to it again the whole time. And it's like, you're just kind of like living in this different tense. And we all do this as human beings. You know what I'm saying? It's a trained and learned skill to be able to be present. It's not just that the gift automatically stays because being present is programmed out of most of us by the time we're like 
three nowadays, unfortunately. Four, maybe. There's a lot of kids who aren't. But at the same time, there's a lot of kids who are. So, I'm like, fuck, dude, this is crazy. So, what I realized is, like, dude, I was really, like, stressing myself into sickness. And yesterday, I was just feeling that, like, like, it was just, like, hurting my body, like, it was hurting my brain, it was hurting my soul, like, I had the, I all of a sudden developed, like, the fattest fucking headache, and I was feeling all crazy, and just, like, so depressed, dude, like, so depressed, it was beyond feeling sad, it was, like, damn, I feel depressed as fuck, and I'm just, like, I noticed myself start shitting on myself in my brain, and I'm, like, all right, stop talking shit about yourself, like, get present if you don't have anything good good to say about yourself or your life at least get present and like when you get present you can appreciate what you have around you and you appreciate that you have a fucking soft place to lay at night and and a warm place to sleep or blankets to help keep you warm or whatever the fuck or you if you're alive you know what i'm saying for some people you have absolutely nothing and you barely even found a fucking patch of dirt to sleep in if you got fucking nothing you're still alive and you can keep going and some of the greatest people out there have had to go through those struggles in order to become the greatest people you know what i mean so that's what i'm looking into is like all right like i'm going through this and i'm not giving up i'm a fucking warrior i will not give up i will keep fucking going i'm too stubborn in the right way to fucking quit and let life just fucking defeat me and not become successful. I need to go through this shit. And I'm documenting all of it and I will get there and I am getting there. And there's a lot of people who fucking eat shit for 15, 20, 30 years believing in their dream and then fucking one day they're an overnight success when they've been fucking putting 15, 20, 30 years into it. And that can fucking happen for any of us. I'm 36 years old. I'm going to be 37 next, holy shit, next month, fuck, yo, that's crazy, I never thought I would be this old, and I'm sure, like, I don't know, I don't feel like I sound this old, or I come off this old, or anything, but that's the thing is, I'm not old, and I'll never claim to be, and people who say, oh yeah, we're old, I say, no, I'm not, I like, always have to put my foot in the door, and be like, not me, there would be a room full of people who are, like, the same age, or people even younger than me being like, oh, we're old now, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, wait, not me. Because it's like, I'm not a part of that. I don't I don't subscribe to that club. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't even like to joke about I'm old jokes. Like, I, I'm not that serious about life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. But like, and sometimes it's funny. I'm not going to say that there's any times where I'm not like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's pretty funny. But that's it's clearly like this is humor and this is not in in a I'm creating this for my life type of way. But just in general, as a general rule, I don't participate in those jokes. And the reason for that is because like I don't want to take on that belief in myself the same way that like if I stay inside for too long and I start thinking shitty thoughts and I start feeling all shitty and I start manifesting sickness, then I start eating bad and I start doing this and that and I could just keep going down this cycle. My physical sickness just keeps growing as my mental health just keeps declining and it's just like this whole snowball effect that's just going to keep going. So it's like depression what do you do when it hits? 
Like, why does it hit? What do you do? You know what I'm saying? Like, when it hits, do you know why? Do you What are you going to do about it? And I think that's the thing is like, if you know why it hits and, and not necessarily like, oh, because my dog died, my fucking dad called me an idiot and my, and I got fired and they told me I'm dumb and ugly. And my boyfriend broke up with me. My girlfriend told me I'm a this or that, whatever, right? Like whatever your thing is, I'm not talking about the incident that made you feel like that. I'm talking about the series of triggers that happened that led to that point. Damn, dude. So I'll use myself, for example. This weekend, I felt like shit. It was my grandpa's birthday on November 1st, I, I believe. Um, and we were supposed to part celebrate on the 5th. And I was just like, me and my son got sick. My grandma's not doing so well. And it's like, it's super sensitive that nobody's sick comes around her. And plus, she doesn't want too many people around and kids being loud and this and that. So it's like, okay, like, so it's just a lot. It's just that. And then like having the weather turn, having people cancel on me and then just me still not fulfilling on messages and doing all this stuff. I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm failing myself almost on purpose. Like I'm sabotaging myself. Like, stop. And I just find myself in this weird fucking like medium and that I need to like fucking just break out of, you know, but my point is, is that there was a handful, not even a handful, there was a ton of triggers that led me to that point of yesterday where I was like, man, fuck this. Just the feeling of I would rather be dead than have to keep fucking doing this would would run through my mind. And that's not a good thought. and That's not a healthy thought. But I used to think that like damn near 24 seven. So now that I don't think that 24 seven, if the thought occurs a couple times every few years, then I'm kind of like, okay, I, I'm not going to forget the methods and skills of how to deal with those thoughts. And this is not like a grim thing. Like I'm not going to, and I never would go and kill myself or hurt myself like that. Like never, never, ever, ever, ever. But the thing is, is like the thoughts are thoughts. And I'm like, okay, fine. I get that I have a primitive mind and soul and body and spirit that lives in a new technological world. And there's times where the spirit doesn't know how to align with the the technology of the times and the fucking luxuries that we naturally live by. Like my animal and killer instinct needs to fucking do something and it has nowhere to go except fucking go exercise, skateboard, punch a punching bag, fucking go lift weights, go running, go ride a surfboard, whatever the fuck, right? Like, that's how I have to get it out. Maybe if you go hunting and stuff, still cool. You know, then you're fulfilling on that. And you probably aren't feeling these thoughts as much because you're fulfilling on that. And what's like, when you have that primal instinct, whether you're a man or a woman, to provide. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're a woman, you're a, you're a provider, a homemaker in a very big way. Like, you're the provider at the house. And that requires a, that requires a lot. So there's that primal instinct and that primal need that often just goes stagnant inside of this world because it doesn't have a place. So that's the thing is like, we'll often feel anxiety or anxious or depression or these extreme waves of feelings that affect us physically because of that primal instinct, that primal urge that is being unfulfilled. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn. So this is why it's important that we do things Phys that affect us physically so it can help us mentally and help that primal instinct inside of us 
you know what I mean? And primal instinct, that means being a, a mother, a caretaker, you know what I mean? Being That also means being a provider, going on hunting, earning, creating, trading, you know what I'm saying? Like the man and the woman version of this shit, the, fem- the masculine and the feminine version of it. Like it all has to go somewhere. And if we don't, if we do not fulfill on our primal instinct, the primal instinct will eat us alive. And then you become anxious and depressed and physically sick because you are being eaten alive from the inside out by your own primal fucking instincts. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What up, everybody? We bike. I'm your host. California Cal. California Cal. What up, everybody? <laughs> damn, dude. Welcome back to the show. So, uh, damn, that last little bit was pretty fire, to be honest with you guys. Um, <laughs> hold on one second. I realize I need this for the notes. Hmm. Hold on. Okay. So one thing that I realized with this whole like primal instinct thing, it also has to do with your job. It also has to do with your relationships. It also, I should say our, our primal instinct has to do with our job, our work, our relationships, our fulfillment in life. And if you think about it, if we go way, 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 way back to the early beginnings of being a human being, like, well, that we have documented, because I really believe that human beings have this crazy amount of magical power that we don't understand. And like, for those of you who have done plant medicines or even psychedelics or whatever, and like you did it in a way where I don't even know, like, where you really learned a lesson, let's say that. If you did it in a way where you really, like, traveled dimensions and you've been to the other side and you've blasted off and you understand how you can communicate with different things and the in-between and the above and the below and the in-between of that and the different machines and mechanisms and spirits and globby gobulins and beautiful goddesses and powerful gods and all of those different things and you understand how to communicate to people with where we don't speak the same language here on earth and you can see and communicate to different things and spirits and spirit guides and you understand and you you tap you're tapped into that world and you know what i'm talking about That is like, I believe that we're able to access and use all of that like back in the day. And some of us still can to a certain degree, but I think that it's nothing like we were capable of doing way, 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 way back in the day. Like almost in in a sense that we're like uh, domesticated humans. It's like a tiger or a whale or a dolphin that's grown up in domestication his whole life, or even a dog or a fucking anything that's been wild at any point and it's now domesticated. It's like docile. It's like friendly. It's it's killer instinct is now turned into something else. And that's why like a whale will randomly snap and kill the trainer. Like it's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking animal. Like 
or like a tiger or lion or randomly fucking snap and attack its owner. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh yeah, I'm a fucking beast. Like, what am I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like the example of like the horse tied to a plastic chair and the horse just stands there waiting. And it's just an illusion. It's like if the horse just fucking like realize his own power and just moved, it'd be fucking gone. You know what I'm saying? I think that's humans now. I think we're like this domesticated version of us. Um, Cause like, how come humans can keep doing more and more impressive and impossible shit? Right? How, like, how's that possible? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every sport has only gotten a hundred times crazier and more intense and all like everything has just gotten so much crazier. But the thing is, is like, I feel like we're on this simultaneous path and simultaneous, the very first big word I ever learned actually in my life. <laughs> we're on the simultaneous path of de-evolving and evolving as human beings. Like some of us are turning back into like, like a gum under the table, like mud, like gooey gumdrops. Like we're just turning, you know what I mean? Like we just keep getting fatter and grosser and like more like, I don't know. no hate on that. I'm just, it just goes with the, the getting older thing, right? Like, and, and talking and like, I talk a lot of shit about watching sports. Which, there's nothing wrong with watching sports, but if it's fully brainwashed you and like you, that, yeah, if they, if they got you, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that aspect of it. Like go and enjoy the sport of it. It's fucking fun. No doubt. But at the same time, if they got you, that's what I'm talking about. But like, like I said, so that's why it's like, I feel like a lot of us are domesticated human beings and the ones who aren't are the ones who are taking life to a complete different fucking plane and playing field and level. Like, look at people like David Goggins. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does that, how is that a real human being? You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who David Goggins is, go look him up. Go look up his story. Watch like a fucking eight, 10 minute interview of him. And then that'll probably have you watching like a couple hour interviews or whatever. David Goggins is, is a fucking superhuman. Look at like Wim Hof. Look at people like, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these like fighters, some of these athletes is just absolutely unreal. You know what I mean? And they're just elevating beyond human capacity. You're like, how the fuck? The same way that like running a four or five minute mile was completely impossible back in the day. And then somebody did it. And then now they just keep beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it and beating it. Like these people are tapping into that superpower to their like to that wild oh yeah i am a fucking human being i am a fucking magical fucking beast of a creature and, and powerful as fuck the same way when that whale realizes oh shit i'm a fucking wild motherfucking animal like this tank does not fit me you know what i'm saying like hell to the nah to the nah 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 so <laughs> So, yo, that's like, that's kind of what it, it it's like, right? Like, I feel like we, we've lost our, like, telecommunication powers and our ability to, like, 
mm, what do you call that? Like, uh, almost like predict or see the future in certain particular ways. Some people still can. And it's not necessarily like, here's the lottery numbers. It's more so like kind of an addition and the ability to see your spirit and soul and your past that equal who you are now which if you continue this will project to equal this in the future and i think people who are tapped in can see that and that's real and that's kind of what like a psychic who like actually knows who's for reals is doing you know what i'm saying it's not like oh you're gonna have great success in hitting the lottery here's the this you know it's not like that it's more so like an it's more so like this mathematical equation that not everybody can see. And some people, it comes very naturally to them. They can see it and they're like, oh, I'm a psychic too, blah, blah, blah. But no, like people have the ability to tap into it even deeper. You know what I mean? So it's like the same way, like I have the ability to see people's pain. Like I can, I don't know. It's like I can look at somebody and I can kind of almost identify within a couple seconds what pain they carry or don't carry or like, the amount of trauma that they carry around like I can kind of see it and I can almost a lot of times guess where it comes from and it's just this interesting thing that I've kind of noticed about myself that I've been able to tap into and different people have the different abilities to be able to see different things in different people through your aura your energy your spirit whatever like uh like my homie savvy like he is a crazy fucking badass motherfucker who's powerful in this way too where it's like he has the ability to just like tell you about your whole life. Like I forget exactly what he does, but he'll like hold your hand and sit here, hold your hand for a second and just close his eyes. And he'll just fucking start telling you everything about you that you never fucking voiced. And you're like, how in the fuck did you know that? He's just like, I don't even know what I just said, but that's, that's my, that's a gift of mine. Right. And you're like, yo, like that's fucking sick as fuck. And it's like, dude, like he could do it to strangers. And I've seen him do it a bunch of times. I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick. My mom is one of those people who can just like, she can like put your ha her hand on your back or hold your hand and just fucking like close her eyes and just tell you a bunch of shit about yourself. And you're like, how in the fuck? Like what? What? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy. Some people have that ability and that gift and some people can take it deeper. A lot of people are quick to be like, oh, it's BS because I could see it too. No, I think when you say that you have you're acknowledging your gift, but you're not acknowledging how you're not tapping into the potential of it. You know what I'm saying? Because if you acknowledge you have that gift, then why not learn more about it? You can help a lot of people that way, right? So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So that that leads me to the next thing, which I think I've mentioned this before, but somebody in my business group brought this up, which I thought was really cool, which is like, how much is your seat worth? The seat that you sit in, in your job, in your meetings, in your group, in your circles, how much is that seat worth? Like, what is the dollar amount of it? And it's like, the value of the seat that you sit in basically means like the table that you're at, right? It's like, what is the value of it? So I think about that and I'm like, right here, damn, I just thought of this right now. Like I'm looking around at my podcast stuff. I'm like, what is the value of me sitting here and doing this right now? Like, what is this seat worth? And I'm like, huh, that's interesting to think about because I actually haven't thought about this in this way. I thought of, I was thinking about this, me being in my business group, what is my seat worth? 
And how much do I have to contribute in for it to be worth what it's worth? So how much is it worth to sit in this seat right now that I'm in recording this? What does it mean to be on episode 90? That makes 190 episodes. What does that, what's that worth? What's the value of that? You know what I mean? Like, that's a trip to think about. And I'm just like, wow. Damn, dude. Like, huh. How much do I contribute to this seat? You know, what is it worth for somebody to come and be here? I haven't had a single person here since I've moved into here and had this setup. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've came to, I, I went and I visited the homie Savvy. I went and I visited, uh, did I interview somebody else? That might have been it. Oh, and so the homie Sebastian. Um, but I just popped out my phone when we did that. Um, excuse me. You know what I mean? So like, but that's what I think about. It's like, well, how much is it? How much is this seat worth versus how much do I contribute to it? So that's kind of the interesting and hard thing about creating something and where a lot of people will just quit before they even start is like how much are you willing to contribute in a lot of people will only see the creation and the success and not see the middle part and that's why especially during the pandemic and all that shit so many people started podcasts so many podcasts so many so many so many so many so many so many how many are still going from those not a lot you know what I mean? And like a lot of people, their podcasts are just all the same shit. You just hear a bunch of guys joking about the same shit. It's funny, blah, 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 whatever. Like talking about the same fucking topics. And it's like, okay, that's cool, dude. But like, that's why this show exists because I realized the value that this seat has is a contribution to the world. And it's bigger than all these podcasts that are just going to fucking fall by the side or got popular because of somebody's celebrity or something like you know what I mean? It's like, this is going to go beyond just a little amount of effort. You know what I mean? But it's like, dude, do I have the vision and the foresight and the grit to be able to do this twice a week? Dedicating like, it's like, it takes me over. It takes me like an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, sometimes three to get these podcasts like like each time. So that's anywhere from four to eight hours that I spend doing this for no money. And I've been doing this for a year, 190 times, twice a week for almost two years now. Sorry, for almost two years, I've done this 190 times, twice a week. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, do you have that part in you? And a lot of us don't. So it's like, that's where I realized early on, I think now that I'm analyzing this, I realized how much my seat was worth early on. So it made it easy to stay contributing into the pot. Damn, dude. So it's like, I keep contributing into the pot because I realized the value of my seat. Damn. Damn, dude. So I think that's what it is. Is like, if you're to start any business, or anything like that, like to understand the value of the seat that you're creating is fucking money. Because when you do that and you hold strong, it's like, dude, all the people who are famous on the internet, 
and who are like living good now, they've been doing it for 10 years. And steady, maybe fucking several times a day. For 10 years plus. You know what I'm saying? Some people might have gotten fucking, they gotten famous bigger, quicker. It happens. But what I'm saying, that's not everybody and that's not typical. So that's the thing is like the people who were on and it seems like they just magically showed up there. They've been doing it forever. And it's like, damn, I see clips of you recording from fucking 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8. Like, fuck, I didn't even consider this back then this barely existed to me back then you know like recording shit was just for us to fucking like watch skate videos on like and if somebody fell down or landed something sick as fuck and you actually like captured it correctly like it was the most exciting shit ever and then when we were able to put music behind our fucking skate videos that shit was crazy so but for a long time we'd fucking have a music player at the skate spot so you're recording and the music playing from the fucking boombox was fucking the ghetto blaster, whatever you want to call it, was already playing in the background of the video. So like, that was how you did it way back. But um, that's the thing is like, when you put the time in, and I guess you don't always need to see the value of it. If you love it enough, you're just going to keep doing it. And that's kind of something that I, where I kind of developed the theory of like, if you love what you're doing and do it to the fullest people will eventually just start paying you for it and that's proven true with a lot of things that I've done um it had it worked that way for me for biking I would fix people's bikes when I was a kid because it was like I just love to bike so much that like people were like dude this kid's crazy he's got all the bikes all the ramps is in like my dad's got the tools you know so it's like my dad showed me how to do all this stuff young so I would do that um, and I was like, wow. And it just kind of naturally happened. People were like, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? I'm like, all right, fuck yeah. You know? Um, and I'll try and put on stunt shows and all this different shit. But, um, what I, but my point is like, I realized I love surfing so much. I was doing it so much. I was so dedicated. People were like, Hey, I'll, I'll pay you to teach me. I'm like, Whoa, really? Then I realized I can do that. And then now I'm realizing with this podcast, I'm like, okay, the value of my seat is to live into it, or the value I'm creating for the seat or for, is for this to be a legendary thing that goes on for my kids, 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 kids to be able to have and listen to and enjoy and have a sense of where their family comes from and who they are and how they got to the point of being who the fuck that they are, Right. So that's the, that's for me, the fucking money of this really is that I want my great, 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 great grandkids to know who their family is and was, and that somebody took the time to fucking put a footprint in the sand that says, look, boom, here's what it is. Here's who I am. Here's your great, 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 great grandpa and what he had to say during a pandemic and life and running a business and having a family and going through struggles and all this shit. And this is how you can get through them too. So that's why I'm not worried about talking about hot topics or this or that. It's like keeping it real as fuck is, is the point of this show. And that's what I'm here to contribute in is goodness into society and into the world. Like I'm creating, a, a let's say like if we were to look at the entire world and everything that existed in it as a whole circle. And we're looking at this like a pie chart and every single thing that we acknowledge in life exists inside this pie chart. That could be fucking cars. 
It could be fucking guns, ghosts, families, books, knowledge, math, music, art, every single human being, every single thing you can think of in that exists in life or as an idea or theory exists inside this circle. Now, here's the thing is we're all just a dot on the circle. And in order to have a sliver or slice of the pie, you have to do something that creates that bold line in the middle of the fucking pie and cuts through the rest of the black, the little black dots on the maps and the fucking rest of the pieces of little like parts that are bubbling and boiling. And it's like, you just keep fucking going and you're going to get to the edge. And then once you get to the edge, you're going to fucking start expanding and you're going to keep expanding until that becomes a slice of the pie. So what I'm doing with this podcast is I'm creating my fucking line straight to the end of the fucking circle. We all have to start in the middle. That's the thing. So you got to find the middle first. And I believe that when we can find our center point of the pie, that's when we can start. And that means getting grounded with ourselves. And I think I'm almost to the point where I'm at the middle of my fucking pie and I'm fucking... No, I, I have found the center of my pie. I'm now on the trajectory towards the fucking outer rim of the circle so I can start expanding my piece of the pie. And that's what this podcast is, is it's a, and me teaching all these babies and doing whatever the fuck I do is me getting to the end of that circle so I can expand and have my slice of pie in this world. Like if you look at every celebrity, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's got a big slice of pie in, he's got a bit, he's got a pretty big slice of pie in the whole fucking scope of it. Look at people like fucking Madonna. She's got a really big fucking slice of pie. Look at people like fucking, you know, like Obama. Look at like anybody who's a president, Donald Trump, whoever. Like they all have a pretty damn big slice of pie. And that's going to be remembered throughout the time and history. Because it's just exists there. Once you've created that slice, it can never be erased. People can try, but it purely exists because it's really been done. And that's what I'm doing is this podcast and all the things that I do with my business and all the struggles I go through is to create my slice of the pie. This is me working through the obstacles and getting to and creating my slice of the pie. Nobody gives you the slice of the fucking pie. You have to go out Cut the fucking slices yourself down both sides, up and down and across and expand that bitch to how big you want it. And then you get the slice of the pie. You know what I'm saying? We don't get to just have the whole fucking thing. Look at people who it's like you can have your slice of the pie however the fuck you want it. You can have your slice of the pie like Hitler or you can have your slice of the pie like Gandhi. You can have your slice of the pie like Martin Luther King. You can have your slice of the pie like fucking... Who else? I don't know. Fucking Mother Teresa. You can have your slice of the pie like Rosa Parks. You can have your slice of the pie like fucking Joe Rogan. You can have your slice of the pie like fucking little baby. You can have your fucking slice of the pie like fucking anybody, Elvis, anybody. You know what I'm saying? You can have your slice of pie however the fuck you want it. But that's the thing is you can only have your slice. You can't have Elvis's slice. You can't have fucking whoever else's slice you can have your own and that's it so 
take inspiration from other people's slices of the pie and create your own fucking pie. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what this podcast is going to do. And I'm creating my own chunk in time and space and history that's reserved strictly for me and my family and anybody else that this serves or touches. You know what I'm saying? So this is my slice of the pie. Go create your slice of the pie. That's what this seat is worth. I realize that this seat is worth a slice of the pie in the world and in the grand scheme of history and for my family and for my last name and for the people that I love and the people that love me and believe in me and support me, this slice is for us. You're a part of this slice. So I want mine. I'm going to create it. Nobody's going to give it to me. And I think I've always had this understanding and interpretation that someday at some point somebody's just going to reach out a helping hand and be like i'm your magic mentor like i see so much in you i believe in you here let me guide you let me hold your hand let me show you the ropes and take me under their wing and fucking show me how to win but that's not the case and that's never gonna fucking happen you can't wait for fucking dana white to fucking call you you know what i'm saying it's like you gotta fucking work for that shit and that's where it's so hard and so confusing and we're just not given the right examples and framework of how to do anything because most people out here just fucking bullshitting you know what i mean so they're participating in other people's slices of the pie rather than carving their own slice out of the motherfucking pie damn dude damn dude yo that fuck i like this episode this was a really good episode episode 90 see oh shit son scared the fuck out of <laughs> season two episode 90 this is was and always will be the damn dude motherfucking podcast appreciate you guys love you guys manage that primal instinct go get grounded enjoy some nature go out have fun exercise Move that body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. <laughs> this one's to ooh, and it's gonna be me and you. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Yo, please be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a best friend's cousins, uncles, pigs, farming, horse groomers, domestic turkey trainer about the damn dude podcast please be sure to go leave us a five-star written review on apple itunes or apple Podcasts, i should say and wherever you can leave a five-star written review it's greatly appreciated please subscribe like share tell somebody because this could help change their life or perspective and help them carve their own motherfucking slice of pie out of this world and lifetime so reserve your fucking lane create your own fucking lane make your own slice out of the pie Let's fucking go. We can all have a slice. There's enough room for all of us. There's enough for all of us. Let's all get to center and fucking expand out. Let's fucking go. You dig? Damn, dude. Damn, dude. I appreciate you guys. Season two, episode 90. Have a beautiful day. I love you guys. Much love. Have a beautiful day. Peace. Damn, dude. Damn, dude.